Elon Musk accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior? Is that what happened? Hmm. Let's find out. We are deserving, but Christ changed our mind frame. In a world full of errors, the only thing the doctor prescribes is truth. Welcome back, everybody, to Prescribed Truth. I'm Jamal Banny, the one who seeks to distribute the truth that the doctor prescribes to the church and the world today. Doing a video review of an interview that I came across uh, dealing with Elon Musk being interviewed by the gentleman over at Babylon B. I first came across this video from Justin Peters Ministries. If you haven't looked up Justin Peters, don't know who he is, you should look him up, especially if you had a background in the charismatic circles like I have, or if you're wanting to know if those things are actually true. He does a great job of breaking those things down. But anyway, I first came across this video on his channel as he gave his response to how the gentleman over at Babylon B handled the interview. And then I watched a video from Ray Comfort as well. And so with that being said, I thought it'd be great to give my perspective on this video and on this interview and to offer to you guys and allow you guys to give your comments and give your thoughts as well. You know, so I've seen uh, headlines and posts about Elon Musk and his acceptance of Jesus. And, you know, so when I saw Justin Peters and Ray Comfort's video, I'm like, so he really didn't accept the Lord Jesus, you know, as a savior. So, um, yeah, it didn't happen. I don't want you to take my word for it. Let's take a look at the video and let's give it some critique and see how it holds up. Now, this interview lasted about an hour and 30 minutes, I'll give or take some minutes. And the last six minutes, six or five minutes, they get into talking about Jesus. So this is towards the end of the interview. And before we get into the video, guys, I want to ask your opinion or ask you a question, so to speak, more of a question. Have you ever gotten to a point of talking to unbelievers and you realize that maybe uh, this isn't the time that you want to talk about uh, Christianity or religion or um, deal with questions that somebody may have concerning the faith? Have you been through stuff like that? I know I have. And I know that uh, the conviction that I felt afterwards in not sharing the gospel, especially when someone is like you can just tell. When they're wanting to know. Now, there are some conversations where people are like just spewing out their hatred towards the faith and you don't feel like getting into an argument and, and all that stuff because, you know, they're not going to hear it and everything else. I I, I get that. Um, still not an excuse, but I get it. But then there are times where individuals like are really wanting to know. Like I've had times where uh, there's been a couple guys I know shoot that kind of me and I could have been going through some of the time dealing with some depression or whatever the case may be. And I just don't want to have this conversation. Just don't. Just in my own selfishness. And they're, you know, but they're wanting to know. They're asking questions. They want to talk about the faith. And I'm, and I'm like, you know, not right now, bro. Like, come back tomorrow. <laughs> you know, I've had times like that. And I've also felt the conviction of it. Because that's the most important message that we can give to anyone. Like, that's the most important thing, you know, is that they come to know Christ. That's it. Like, that's, that's life or death, guys. Life and death and eternity, you know, that's what's at stake and eternity in hell. You know, so have you dropped the ball in those cases before? I know I have. And I'm just being up front with you guys. I know I have as well, you know, but that should not be an excuse. And that should convict us to want to do better, to to take the most to take advantage of all those opportunities to make the most use of that time, you know, to make much of Christ and less of ourselves. Because even in those moments where I may have been going through and feeling down in the dumps or having a bad day, 
making much of Christ makes less of me, makes less of me. And, and it's and it's the Lord who saves. You know, it's not predicated on how uh, well I'm able to convey the message. It's just that I need to convey the message. You know, I hope that encourages you guys as well. If you've found yourself in that kind of hole. You know, now, honestly, I don't think that's what happened here in this interview. I don't think these guys were having a necessarily bad day and therefore they don't want to have this conversation or that it was a hostile environment. Like Elon was very calm, very patient and talking about his thoughts and everything. Like, And, and at some points, it seemed like he wanted to know some answers, you know, and these guys, they were laughing and, you know, you know, you know, chopping it up with them. So it didn't seem like anybody was, you know, could not have this conversation and want to. But they didn't. You know, so we're going to take a look at the video. We're going to give our thoughts on it. I encourage you guys to leave your thoughts in the comments below. And if you want to contact me, you can do so at prescribed.truth at gmail.com. You know, so subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. And if you want to join me, um, if you want to support this ministry financially, please do so at patreon.com forward slash prescribed truth. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, without um, any further ado, let's go on to the video and let's hit this review. All right, so they just come up from asking him like 10 questions, you know, kind of just closed out the interview. And so now they're coming to the end of that. So he just said that basically if he could um, go to any concert, a rock concert, you know, from past, present, or wherever, where would he go? And he said Rolling Stones. So that's basically where I come in at. But now we're going to get into the, the conversation. Good pick. All right, final question to... Close right. time out here. Yeah, I mean, we're here. We're, you know, the Babylon Bee is a Christian organization, you know, and uh, we're a ministry. Well, we, well, how come we're doing the show on a Sunday? Why aren't you heathens in church? <laughs> exactly. So we have to make it church this right now. This is supposed to be a day of rest. And so we have to make it church right now. It's like, so, hey, we're a Christian ministry, a Christian organization, you know. And so, and he gets into like, well, why are you guys here? Why are you not in church? <laughs> and it's coming from the idea of believing that the Sabbath and Sunday morning worship is the same. And it's not. The first day of the week, as mentioned in the New Testament, versus the Sabbath are different. They are different. Um, but we can get into that in another video. Not going to get into it here. But anywho, they, so they letting us know Babylon B is a Christian organization. Now, let me know. Let me let you guys know what my thoughts are concerning Babylon B. Um, I know them from their satirical work that they do online with their memes and their posts and everything else. I don't know much about them as far as how solid they are as far as a Christian organization. I don't know that much about them. The assumption based off of what they post in their memes led me to believe that, hey, there are some Christians running this and they, you know, they got and they're and they're funny because the memes they post are funny. You know, they kind of take they they pick at our culture and they pick at uh, things in politics and, and stuff like that. And so and it makes us laugh and it's, it's rooted in some truth. You know, when you get past the, the satire, similar to what I do, with woke brother, you know, except not as uh, aggressive, you know. So, yeah. So, yeah, I would I would expect them here to to make this part of it serious. As we're getting into, you know, because they are a Christian organization, as they claim. But then when they start saying that, hey, you know, well, we're gathered here, you know, this is church. No, this is not church. It's not church. Let's not do that. No, 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 bad idea. Let's let's not do that. All right, this isn't church. That's not church. It's an interview, an interview with an unbeliever. So, no, it would not be church. The, the church is structured, structured with leaders, 
um, elders, deacons. There's the, there's the preaching of the word, singing of of psalms. You know, there's a, there's a lot going on in a church service to make it church. All right, so let's let's not do that, especially not in the presence of an unbeliever. Let's not feed into that misconception concerning what the church is. So we did Zoom church to do, justify. Do idea, like God said, <laughs> don't work on Sundays. <laughs> okay. Let's go, guys. I got straight to hell for this one. Get into the whole Jesus rest <laughs> thing. Okay, straight to hell. <laughs> so this is true. This is true. I, so okay. So to make this church, we have to do. We have to make sure. Just to, we're wondering if you could do us a quick solid and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. <laughs> On Real the quick. show. Wow. Whoa, man. Oh, hey, to make this church, you know, it's like it's like this. Like, hey, we're Christians. In an interview with an unbeliever, this would not bode over well if we have this whole interview and don't talk about Jesus. So we need to bring him in somewhere in this conversation. It it will only be right. So let's make this church and hey, do us a quick silence and accept the Lord Jesus. You know, accept Jesus in your as your Lord and Savior. Like really? That's how you're gonna start. So, like, look, guys, if you make light of your faith in front of unbelievers, like, how do you expect them to take you seriously? And what I think is interesting about how this conversation is going to go on is that Elon Musk, being an unbeliever, is going to take this subject more seriously than these three gentlemen do or will or show. You know, and that's and that's the sad thing. He takes it seriously. When they brought this up, he took it seriously, you know. And they, they're chuckling and everything else. But just watch how it develops. Watch. Um, Personal Lord and Savior. It's a quick prayer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the awkward silence, you know, as he as Elon Musk thinks about how he's going to respond, you know, because, you know, he's in the company of Christians. He doesn't want to overly offend no more than the Christian wants to offend him. But the thing is, truth will offend. That's that's the price you pay as being a Christian. You know, the truth that we hold to offends unbelievers. That's the reality of it. You know, but Elon, he doesn't want to offend. So he, he takes the time to gather his thoughts of what he wants to say. But he's taking it serious. They asked him, you know, hey, do this quick, solid, you know, simple the Lord Jesus. And he's like, um, hmm. How am I respond? How do I need to respond? Because I know I don't. It's like I know I'm not going to agree with them, but what I want to say, and that's that's how he's taking it seriously. And then that awkward silence as he gathers his thoughts. Their response is, you know, quick prayer. That's all you got to do. Man, you making light of your faith? Like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? You know, it'd be better not to just have the conversation at all than to go this route. And when you start here. It's just a domino effect, you know. It would have been better just to end the interview with the last question about the Rolling Stones and moved on. If this is the route you was going to take, you know. And it, anyway, let's continue. Let's just say, like, I agree with the principles that Jesus advocated, um, and th- that the you know there are some some there's great wisdom in what in in the te- teachings of of. Jesus, uh, and I agree with those teachings. Um, and things like turn the other cheek are are very important because 
as opposed to an eye for an eye. Um, an eye for an eye leads everyone blind. So, so you have this idea that he's bringing up, like, hey, the God of the Old Testament is different than the God of the New Testament. Jesus taught, you know, turn the other cheek. So I agree with his teaching, his principles. You know, I don't necessarily agree with the eye for an eye talk that was in the Old Testament as if they're different gods. But no, there's only but one God. And the same God in the Old Testament is the same God in the New Testament. And Jesus himself being God said that he said the eye for an eye. That was something that he said. But what was that about? And this could have led to that conversation to give him, to inform him concerning the God of the Bible and what the Bible declares. And he says he agrees with the wisdom of Jesus and he agrees with the principles that Jesus taught and advocated for, as he said. But why? Like, what was Jesus advocating for? What was the principle centered around? It was centered around our need of a savior. Centered around that he is God in the flesh, the savior of the world, saving men from their sins, those who trust in him. Everything that Jesus taught, everything that he preached was centered around the truth that he is God in the flesh and that we should trust in him and not ourselves, you know, and the fact that we are all sinners and that apart from him, apart from believing in him, we would die in our sins and go to hell. As he stated earlier, he's familiar about the idea of hell. And I say idea because in his mind, these things aren't real. And so he's saying that, hey, he, he told them because they're doing this thing, hey, are going to hell because <laughs> they're doing this interview on a Sunday. You know, so he knows that there's a hell that is preached about in the scriptures. But that's what Jesus is getting at. He's like all the wisdom and everything. It's about putting our fear in the Lord. Like the Bible says, the beginning of all wisdom is the fear of the Lord. You know, so that's that should be that, that should be something that should be brought to bear. And it's, it's here's the opportunity for them to. To chime in on that, and not saying they had to go through a whole a whole ten minute sermon on it or anything like that, but just to offer him some understanding about what the scripture teaches as far as why Jesus preached what he did, and is also giving understanding as to what's going on in the Old Testament. We're talking about an eye for an eye versus Jesus saying turn the other cheek, you know, because turn the other cheek does not mean that you sat here and just let people beat on you and you you know and you just sit there and take it. You don't defend yourselves. Or else, why would Jesus send his apostles or his disciples out into the world and told them to take swords with them? Why would he do that? If they're just going to turn the other cheek. You know, so that 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 wasn't what that was about. But the Bible does talk about how we should not return evil for evil. You know, we shouldn't. You know, and so anyway, let's continue. Forgiveness, you know, is important. And... Um, Treating people as you would wish to be treated. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Very important. So it's like a 60-70% as, yes? <laughs> as Einstein would say. And it's, man. I mean, it's, it's like, he's he's taking this. Like I told you, he takes this seriously. Like, he's taking this more seriously than they are. And so he agrees with, he's saying that forgiveness is important. You know, um, treat, you know, loving your neighbor as yourself. You know, treat people how you want to be treated, that kind of principle. You know, he agrees with those things, believes they are important. Forgiveness is important. But what makes forgiveness so important? You know, like forgiveness would not be, mean anything apart from the fact that we are in need of forgiveness from God. 
sending our own sin because we offended God. You know, like man, like like all these things. But instead of coming to that and bringing the bringing it back to God and dialing it back to who Jesus really is, it's like okay, we're going to bypass that. He said all this. Want 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 want. You know, so 60%, 60, 70%. Yes. Hmm. I want to just kind of get past this. <laughs> you know, and it's like, wow. And what he's about to say now, he said, as, as, as uh, Einstein said, you know, he's, he's going to say this. He believes in the God of Spinoza. You know, so I'm going to let him say this line and then we'll get into that. But this is what he says. He says, so I'm just going to say, as Einstein says, I believe in the God of Spinoza. I believe in the God of Spinoza. Um. So I don't know who Spinoza is. Um, Justin Peters, on his video, um, giving a response to this, uh, he said that Spinoza was like um, some guy back in the day, way back, back. And the God that he believed in wasn't the God of the Bible. So so wasn't a true. And I, so to get more detail on that, you can Google him. You know, that's not really important here. So I don't know. But he wasn't a God of the Bible. So he wasn't a true God. And so with that lets me know concerning Elon Musk, what makes this important is that he is showing that he believes in a God. Like he would say that there is a God. He wouldn't go as far as to say he's an atheist, but he's more agnostic. He would kind of be categorized in that area. But when you tell an individual that you want them to accept Jesus in their in their life, and they come back and say, "Well, you know, I'll just say this: I believe in God of Spinoza." It's like, okay, so pretty much that wasn't a yes. You didn't accept the Lord Jesus in your life, you know. And when it was like, so this is a sixty, seventy percent yes, like he didn't accept Jesus in his life. You know, he's not trusting in this Jesus. He believes in another God who isn't truly a God. You know, and so that should be. Like raising some flags, like okay, guys, like we, we, we gotta, you know, we gotta dial this in because you know he's taking it serious. Look at his, look at his face. Look at him. He's thinking about it. He's folding arms. He's thinking about these things as he's talking to him. You know, taking it more seriously. So, um, but hey, if um, you know, if 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 Jesus is is uh, saving people, I mean, I. I I wouldn't stand in his way, you know, like, I'll be sure. I'll be safe. Why not? Sweet. We did it. Yeah. I think he just said yes. We got him. <laughs> All right. We got him. That's so sad, man. That's so sad. Wow. How much, like, how do you be a, how, like, oh, my goodness. How do you be a Christian? And that's where you will limit your, your gospel witness to. That's sad, man. So his response, he's like, yo, hey, if, if Jesus is, you know, if he's saving people, you know, I'm not going to stand in his way. So, sure, I'll be saved. But why not? That's not the response to recognizing your absolute need of a savior. Like, that's, even though I don't agree with this analogy, guys, but it's like the analogy people come up with when they be like that we're drowning in the ocean and but we need that life raft. And that's who Jesus is. Like, he's that life raft to save us. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't agree with that analogy, but let's let's use that for a moment here. Elon Musk is saying basically, hey, I'm I'm over here dying. But, you know, sure, I accept you to save me. I'll let you save me. Why not? There's no fear of death. There's no fear of death. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm drowning in the ocean, I am desperately trying to be saved. I want to live. 
And yes, please save me. Throw me this life raft because I don't want to die. But that's not his response. It's like, yeah, sure, I won't be saved. He's saving people. If there are other people out here driving, drowning and he's throwing out life rafts, well, hey, you know, throw me one too, why don't you? <laughs> I'll take it. And, you know, and there's like, he said, yes. He said, yes, we did it. We did it. Yeah. Oh, my. Whoa. And they started off this conversation by saying, we're a Christian ministry. Christian organization and ministry. This is not ministry. And he's serious. Why are they clapping? Look at his face. Look at him. Why are they, they're smiling. Look at all three smiles. His face folded arms. He's looking down. Like he's taking, he's serious. You know what I'm saying? Like he's serious. You know, in his response, is a little, it like, look, and guys, don't take me as saying that he's saying yeah, Elon Musk doesn't have the posture of somebody who's kind of, you know, a little smart aleck with what he's saying. But that's what he's, that's, that's, you can tell that's what he does. Like, it's just like, okay, hey, you know, if that's what, you know, if this is what all Christianity is, then, hey, I, I take, I take Jesus. You know, like, hey, I take him. But that doesn't mean that he's not taking this subject seriously. It doesn't mean that. Like, he has real questions. If you watch other interviews with Ray Comfort, which I like about Ray Comfort's video on this subject or this interview, is because Ray Comfort, like, pulled up other videos of Elon Musk talking about his experiences growing up and his thoughts about religion and philosophy and life, you know. And so it's like, he does take this subject seriously. You know, and it's like these guys just like just dropped all the balls, you know, and like once again, like I said earlier, why did you even come down this route? It would have been better had you not even brought Jesus up than to do this. You make light of your faith. It's, it's, it's not a serious thing. You know, hey, you accept Jesus or don't, you know, sure, I'll be saying, okay, okay, hey, there you go. It's like somebody that's like offer somebody some food. Like you want you want something to eat? Sure, sure, I eat. But you but then you get to a starving individual. Find someone who's starving, you know, who desperately needs food to survive. And you ask them if they want some food. Response is different. When you realize that your life is on the line. And all of us, apart from Christ, our lives are on the line. Our eternity is at stake. It's serious. Serious, guys. Then he does the then he does the hands. Uh, praise the Lord. Wow. Like you don't take this seriously. Like so this kind of like when I I'm looking at these guys, it's like okay, Babylon B is a is a satirical, you know, organization. They use satire, right? So you expect them to be a little funny, to use some comedy. But you're not talking about anything comical right now. This isn't comical. Salvation isn't comical. Going to hell for not trusting in Christ is not comical. There's a time and place for everything. So if you wanted to hold on to your stick of being like, you know, funny people who have satire that get people laughing and get people riled up, gotcha. But you brought up Jesus in this conversation and you know this isn't. A comical subject. Let's continue. Are you baptized or anything? Yeah. <laughs> I was baptized. Oh, oh yeah. Anglican. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's done. They, they dunked me in the water when I was just a baby. Cool. 
So then to just dig this hole deeper. Hey, we're already in a deep hole, guys, but let's just keep digging. <laughs> let's keep digging our own ditch. <laughs> so from there, and he's like, hey, so we baptize them now? And he's like, oh, I was baptized. Like, oh, cool. Good. And he's like, oh, he's done. <laughs> he's good. He, he's straight now. And he, he says he was baptized when he was a baby, you know? And and so, and as he continues on, it seems that he probably was baptized, not just maybe not as a baby, but, you know, but as a child. But still, it's like, oh, he's done. You know, no, nothing else to do now. He's good to go. He hasn't accepted the Lord as his, you know, as his savior. He hasn't like professed Jesus. He hasn't done any of this, you know, not even 60, 70 percent, as they were saying earlier, like not even that much. He just said he agreed with some of the things that Jesus taught. You know, that was it. But that's enough, right? That's enough to be a Christian. You make light of your faith. Like, that's not what it means to be a Christian. And this is the, and like to me, this is my frustration with our culture. It's like. Our, the culture makes light of Christianity. Not only does it does it whop us in with all the false teaching that's out there and who people who call themselves Christians, but then they make light of our faith. And then it's people who profess to be Christian, like these gentlemen here, who feed that flame. And that's irritating because when you're trying to go out and talk to a dying world concerning a true Christ, a true Christ, a true God, and they look at these type of things. And they say, well, it can't be as serious as y'all making it because you making it all serious. You got the problem, sir or ma'am, for trying to tell me about this Jesus that I need to repent and, and, and believe in him and all that. You saying all that. But see, these guys, I like them because, you know, they're laughing. They make you feel comfortable. And they're not. They didn't tell him he needed to repent. He just said he just, he just needed to accept him. That's it. That's all he had to do. You know, and he was baptized new little. So he that's all. He, he's good. Some, uh, somebody who would look at this, one of Elon Musk's followers could look at this and be like, man, that's all it takes. And I, well, if that's the case, I agree with the, the turn the other cheek. I, I believe that forgiveness is important. I believe in, in, in that Jesus taught some good wisdom. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 so I accept the Lord Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to stand in God's way of, of saving people. So, yeah, sure, I'll be saved too. It's not what it is, man. And so, and so you just make light of it. This <laughs> <laughs> is like second. Yeah, bit. I I even had like you know the whatever blood and body of Christ. It was kind of weird, you know, if you're a kid, like you get to give you some weird tasting, you know, biscuit and uh, and wine. Yeah, and I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and I'm like, isn't this kind of just cut it off weird? when he said yes? <laughs> <laughs> Some like fading and weird <laughs> metaphor. And so now he's getting talking about what he um, experienced as far as the Lord's Supper, or I think the Eucharist is what uh, the Catholics teach. And I think that's what he said, Eucharist of Christ, if I, if I didn't um, misunderstand him. But like, so I don't agree with the Catholics teaching concerning the Lord's Supper, that the, the bread and the wine is the literal blood and literal body of Jesus. Um, that's a false teaching, you know, not true. But... Uh, I think that's where he was coming from. So that may have been his background. And this would have been a perfect, another perfect place for them to come in and explain to him the truth behind the Lord's Supper, if they're even equipped to do so. And how this conversation is going, guys, I don't even know if they were even equipped. I don't know. Because if they were equipped, they're not showing it here. You know? And so it's like, they're not, it's obvious they're not wanting to have this conversation. 
you know, and so then the response is that he start talking about his his view of the the Eucharist or the Lord's Supper. You know, they're saying, well, can we just stop the video when he said yes? You know, because like you know, it's kind of going down from here. Like we don't want to we don't want to continue this guy. You know, he's getting into some other stuff. We don't want to go there. But he, for but for Elon Musk to continue the conversation about his thoughts concerning religion and what he's experienced concerning the notion of Christianity or the teachings of Christianity. And I say notions and teachings because this is where his background stands. And it's like it, it shows that he had some experience in these in these areas. You know, he just wasn't aware of what was going on and didn't know what was going on. And, you know, he's talking about it now. He's continuing the conversation. Obviously, it's on his mind. And you look at his posture, continuing to be the one who's not laughing as much. Everybody's laughing. They're laughing. But he's not. Like, he's wanting to talk. He's continuing to talk. And guys, it gets, for me, it seems like the conversation gets worse from here. It's already bad. They've already dug a a pretty good-sized ditch here. But it just gets worse from here for me. Or for cannibalism or something? (laughs) I I don't get it. Like, what? Uh, uh, What the hell? I remember thinking that was just crazy uh, when I was a kid. Um, And I'm like, this like, whoa, you know? I mean, even as a metaphor, it's kind of odd, you know? So, it is odd. It's like, and should it be giving alcohol to minors? I was like... (laughs) (laughs) We do grape juice. We're bad. Okay. Yes. (laughs) I think it's unusual to even be thinking about that as a kid. Like, as a kid, you just go through the motions, and it's later on that you think, wait a minute, what does this actually represent? (laughs) What am I doing? No, when I was a kid, I was like... And see, and for that guy to to bring it up, that was like a segue into it, like... You know, hey, you know, I think it's kind of cool to think, you know, think about it as a kid, and you, you grow up, you want to know what this really means. Then somebody could have came in like, "Yo, this this is what it means," like you know, or he could have carried on, but he stopped, and then Elon Musk picks up as far as what his thoughts were, you know, or his thoughts are. And so it's just, it's like, man, like just the perfect opportunity. All this silence when he's like, you know, you know, I, I thought it was kind of weird, you know. He paused, and it's like somebody, somebody come in quickly, come in and say something. You know, and he's giving him the space to say something, but nobody's saying anything. So he's continuing to talk. And that's what you do when you have awkward silences, right? When you know you're saying something and then nobody's saying anything back, you want to keep just keep on talking. And that's what he's doing. He's just keeping it going because, you know, he's but he's really thinking about these things, guys. Look at his posture. Like he's thinking about these things. He wants to talk about it. You know, just unfortunate that nobody here wants to talk about it with him. Like, is this actually blood and body? What? what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't. I, I don't know if I want to eat somebody. Uh, and then it's like, <laughs> what? This is. I mean, I never did it anyway. I'm like, this seems like okay, man. I don't know if this is just pretty odd. You know, I remember thinking that even at age five. So I was like, you know, and I, know I was definitely like, you know, Sunday school there, like when they were telling me all the stories, and I was like asking questions and like. And they really were upset that I was asking questions. <laughs> and I was like, you know, how did Jesus like fed the crowd with like five loaves of bread and three fish? And I'm like, how big was the crowd? And and like, w- where did the fish and bread come from? Did like from his cloak or something? Like, because <laughs> I was like reading books and, and I was like, is this like, did they materialize? Is it like, come out of, like, I don't know. Where did it come from, you know? Like, how did it? And like he just like he's asking them, he's asking you guys to tell him something, and they're just like, oh, <laughs> you know, and it's like, yo, he's asking you, he's these are questions he's always had, and then I guys, when I've come across people who've been like, 
yo, I, I have questions about this and I've had questions about that concerning Christianity and I've come to pastors, I come to other Christians and I ask them questions and they just tell me, well, you just got to believe or they don't know or they get upset. Like those things make me excited, guys. Like I don't know about you. It makes me excited when I hear someone say they've had questions and they've gone to others and they haven't provided them any kind of answers or, or they got no set and kind of pushed them away. And it's like, man, thank you, Lord. Like you just you just threw me that pass that's right down the middle. It's right in the pocket. Thank you. Give me an opportunity to share with them this good news. And I want to share with them. I want to answer their questions and take that time with them, man. And that, it, that excites me. It excites me. It does really does. And, you know, and, and it helps build my faith. The more I share it, the more it helps build my excitement and my joy. Because this truth is not my truth. It's God's truth. You know, it's 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 all in him. It doesn't matter how my delivery is. And I mean that as far as am I may stumble over my words or maybe some things I missed that I could have said or whatever. But it's the Lord who gets the increase. It's him. You know, and he orders our steps before us. You know, he does it. So I feel like, man, like this was a perfect opportunity. Like you talk about the the fish in the loaves. Like, like I love what Justin Peters said concerning this. Like, this was a perfect opportunity to bring out that Jesus is the creator. Like it's through him that the worlds were formed and made. When God said, let there be, and then it was, it was through Jesus. And so the miracle of the, what is it? The five loaves and two fish. Like, how is that able to feed 5,000 people? You know, like, man, like, because it was a miracle. The same God who spoke something from nothing can easily, easily bring forth some more bread and fish. The same God who rained down quail and manna from heaven can easily, easily feed a multitude with five loaves of fish. I mean, five loaves of bread and two fish. Like he can easily do that because he's God. You know, like this is beautiful, man. Like this would have been a perfect opportunity. And he wants to know. He keeps saying it. And he's like, you know, like, like, how does he do that? Like, how, like, how does he do it? Like, he straight up asked them. At first, it was like he was asking without asking. But then because they weren't responding, he's like, OK, let me ask them directly. Like, they, they're obviously not getting it that I want to know if they have the answer to this. I want to know. Let me just ask him directly. So, like, so, like, how did this happen? You know, and just like the response would be, they probably just looking at him. Like, when he asked the question, like, 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 how does this happen? And there's like, he's like, okay, they're not gonna answer. So he continues to talk. It's like, man, oh, what a missed opportunity. Would you like take a bite of the bread, or would just? The bread would just come back to being a full bread. Yeah, you look away and it's kind of mechanics pops back of it out. Were, they left out the details. Well, where did the universe come from? Killed, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'm not saying I know all the answers here. I'm just, uh, you know, it's just, uh, the, and, and like, Jesus was obviously very pro-alcohol, you know, because one of his miracles was turning water into wine. Yeah. And then it was like, they were having a party. They ran out of wine, <laughs> okay, and they're like, let's keep this bender going. Yeah. Good who, stuff. Who, 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 can, who can solve this problem? We're out of white cloths. <laughs> Friggin' stores closed. And Jesus is like, I gotcha. Okay, water, now wine. And they're like, party on. 
So, you know, Accurate. <laughs> pro partying with alcohol is literally is not a miracle. Bible story time with like, Elon Musk. You're on the, you're on the, it's like you're definitely, you're the savior. You just can't, you kept the party going with lots of wine, that's great. Um, so, um, yeah. Well, thank you. Awkward silence. Awkward silence. Yeah. Well, thank you. No, no intention at all to share with him the truth of the gospel. No intention at all to share with him the truth of who Jesus is. No intention at all to help him understand better what these miracles were about other than what was actually done. The turning the water into wine was not about keeping the party going, <laughs> you know? So, yes, that I mean, everything was a point to who he is. The miracles were about proving his ministry. Showing people that he is the Messiah. It was about him, you know, making himself known in that way, you know. And so it's, it's wild that the, all these opportunities were there. And he and he left them so many opportunities to speak if they were going to speak. But it's obvious that they weren't going to, that they didn't want to or whatever. Or maybe they were just nervous. I mean, this guy, as far as my understanding goes, like he's a big deal. You know, I mean, rich, wealthy. I think he's, as far as I heard, like he's the richest man in the richest man in the world. Not obviously America, but I think he's the richest man in the world at this point. And so, I mean, you got this this guy coming to your studio to sit down with you to do an interview about. I think this interview is about the CNN thing or whatever. Like, yo, like man, like I don't want to, I don't want to mess this up. I don't want him not to want to come back again. And I think how this happened is that they made a, a, a satirical post and he responded to it. And this kind of what brought this along. So, you know, they don't want to mess that up. They don't want to, you know, make him leave upset. So we're not going to challenge him on anything. We're not going to call him to repent and trust the Lord. But that could have been the most loving thing they did, to, you know, for him. Especially when he has these questions. I don't know if you noticed or not, but in his posture, guys, and he's talking about the, the lows and the miracles, like his hands, he's, you know, he gets a little fidgety right now. He has his hands in front of him. You know, they were folded up. But, like, th this was a, a conversation that was very serious to him. You know, he has his thoughts on it. They are thoughts that we wouldn't agree to, but they are his thoughts. You know, but he wants to know. He's asked people questions. He asked people to explain these things to him. And he even says, like, hey, I don't have all the answers, you know. And so he's saying, hey, I don't know what's, what's true about these things or not. But these are these are my thoughts. And they could have given him you know, an explanation to better serve him, you know, and hopefully bring him, bring him to recognize his need of this Savior, you know. So to answer the question, did Elon Musk accept the Lord Jesus? As a you know, as his savior, the answer is no. He didn't. There's nothing in this video that would have made anyone with an elementary view of Christianity believe that Elon Musk is now a Christian, that he trusts in the Lord. You know, so no, he didn't. It's unfortunate, and you know, and that's not saying it's too late. You know, by God's grace, like whoever the Lord wants, He will get. Whoever is His will come. That's what Jesus said, and I trust in Jesus. I trust in what the Bible says concerning how the Lord saves his people. and He will gather all his elect to himself. So I do believe in that and do trust in that. So if Elon is um, one of the Lord's sheep, he will be drawn in. You know, and I pray for these guys here as well. Like they dropped the ball here in a major way. I know some people are now saying that, you know, they would no longer support the Babylon Bee and everything else. Like they could be novice Christians. I don't know. 
like I said, I don't know much about them as far as how long they've been doing Babylon B, how long they you know, profess to be Christians or what their church background looks like, who they serve under or any of that. I have no idea about any of that concerning them. Um, but from this interview, it is evident to me that either they have no knowledge or they have very little knowledge uh, concerning their faith and the seriousness behind it and the implications uh, that are behind not trusting in Jesus or they would have taken this interview a lot more seriously. So with that being said, guys, that's all. That's really the end of that. They're going to close out the interview at that point. Um, really not much more to be said here. So. Let me know, guys, what are your thoughts concerning this interview? Do you think that maybe I've been a little light-handed with it or I've been a little too heavy-handed with it? Do you believe that Elon Musk has accepted the Lord as his, uh, the Lord Jesus as his Savior? Or are you like me and will stand and say, no, he hasn't? Uh, what are your thoughts concerning the Babylon Bee and how they handled the interview? Do you, have, do you understand why they may not have gone that route and may you know, want to take it a little easy on them or whatever? Like, let me know what your thoughts, man. Leave your comments below. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear them. You know, like I said before, if you want to contact me, you can email me at prescribed.truth at gmail.com. If you want to support this ministry financially, please do so, guys. If you want a dollar more a month, a patron at patreon.com forward slash prescribed truth. And remember, this world is full of errors. But the only thing that the doctor prescribes is truth. Blessings. <laughs>